The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. There's one power strong enough to break the cycle of addiction and incarceration. One name that restores and redeems hearts. One true Savior. This is Prison Transformation Radio. Stories of chains broken and hearts restored. Here are your hosts, Jim Moore and Pastor Dwight Anderson. Good afternoon, church. Welcome back to Prison Transformation Radio. My name is Jim Moore. I'm the executive director of the R3 Collaborative where we bring resources to those people in need, reentry, recovery, and renewal in Christ. We're kind of in between shows. Last week we had Saul Selby, the Clinical Services Director at Teen Challenge with us. And this week we have Tim Walsh, who oversees mental health services and the long-term program. And again, the intention of these programs is to help educate folks. What goes on in the mind of an addict? Many of you either are or aspire to be volunteers or mentors. So we just want to help you understand a little bit what's going on inside of these folks that you seek to serve and mentor. Uh, So welcome, Pastor Dwight. Yes. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm Pastor Dwight with Prison Mission Association. Yes, you are. And uh, (laughs) just so people know who I am. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to this program today. And uh, actually, we're having the uh, R3 Collaborative is meeting on January 18th. At Teen Challenge. Now, this time we need to give them the address or where, where that's located. In the, it's at well, 11 a.m. Well, I'll tell them now and then I'll tell them yeah, in the tell future. Them, I think if more you than go once, to r3collaborative.org, you'll find out more information about that special event at Teen Challenge. January 18th, midday, it's a chance to come behind the scenes at Teen Challenge. And we got pizza there, so it's kind of networking, but a remarkable experience. So go to the website and they can get all of that information. And the website is? r 3 collaborative.org okay and we'll see him then and so so now we've as we talked with Saul Selby about last week we got epidemics going here prisons are full Mm -hmm. and it's it's getting worse Uh, the opioid addiction um, epidemic and that's getting worse and chronic and it's no longer an inner city issue it's it's now spreading throughout suburbia and what we're finding more and more is that it, this is complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, this takes substantial in-depth treatment. You got you to address the addiction issue, but if you don't address the mental health issue, then the addiction issue, you know, it just kind of comes out of proportion. But what Tim uh, Walsh is going to talk to us about today is also there is this whole, it's called criminogenic needs, criminal thinking. So mm-hmm. it's just, uh, so here he is, Tim Walsh, vice president, long-term programs and mental health services. So thank you very much for coming with a continuation of our show last week. And I know it's not a lot of time, Tim, but help us. You have extensive background in this field, one of the leaders in the field. Help us understand, you know, what's going on inside of these folks that are struggling and so lost. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Dwight. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Uh, So going all the way back for our clients that we work with, uh, and, and looking at those people who are in prison and jail, when we look at their backgrounds, what we find out is that they often experience trauma early on mm-hmm. in life. They experienced abandonment. They experienced neglect. They either had violence against themselves or they witnessed violence against uh, other people. 
they often had uh, parents and or role models in their life that uh, also used drugs and alcohol and were addicts themselves. Mm-hmm. So they have really troubled, uh, really traumatic wounded. backgrounds. Yes, wounded. wounded. That's yeah. an excellent, excellent word, Jim. That's exactly yeah. uh, right on. So that's so it's it's really in that sense that the mental health comes first. And, and then you have this re-experiencing of that trauma. These are people that not just experience uh, trauma once. Mm. They experience it, they've experienced it again and again and again. I, I, I talk about three Cs. You know, it's, it's uh, compound, meaning it's one trauma on top of another, on top of another. Um, and then it's also uh, chronic uh, which means that it happens over a long period of time, then it's complex. And that's kind of what we're getting at here is complex just means that one thing leads to another and, and uh, chemical, chemical addiction and mental health. And then now this criminal thinking, they all interact with each other and they yeah. make each other worse. So that's mm. where it all, that's where it comes from. So the, I've heard the term self-medicating. Is yeah. that part of what the chemical it, dependency yeah. is, that festering wound and trying to stop the pain? Oh, it's ex- excellent term. So self-medicating or a coping mechanism is another yeah. way of looking at it. And so you just think about what it's like to live like this. You know, you have these negative emotions uh, all the time. You don't get these flashbacks all this time. Uh, you have these re-experiencing of what happened to them all the time. And so they have, on the one hand, uh, they're experiencing fear, anxiety, anger, and they may not even know or remember where it comes from. Yeah. And then on the other hand, as we as we heard from Saul last week, uh, they also have this need and this desire to want to feel happy, to feel good, mm-hmm. to feel the good things that other people are experiencing, and they're they're not experiencing that uh, either. And so then uh, that leads to their addiction. Yeah. Oftentimes, Saul, I think mentioned last week antisocial behavior. I'm just thinking right. of now in the in the mind, yes. the thoughts get twisted. That anger mm-hmm. and that resentment builds up. Is that where you see these criminogenic needs, Tim, starting to emerge? It it affects the thinking of the person. Yeah, let's just pause on that million dollar word criminogenic first, Jim. So I love that word. I, I do too. Yeah. It's and, and all it means is the the genesis or the origin of of where criminal thinking comes oh. from. That's where it comes from, more criminal behavior. So it's patterns of thinking and behavior we see with people who have serious, chronic, violent, criminal behavior. And yeah. you look at the patterns of their thought or their behavior, and that's what it means to be criminogenic. It's it's those things that you see in a person that actually predict whether they're going to do a crime again. Hmm. Those things that actually predict whether they're going to do a crime again. So you, you're, you're spot on. And, and uh, we have a Christian audience that's listening. It, it'll come as no surprise that as a person thinks in their heart, so they are, right? Yeah. That's what comes right that's out of Proverbs. Or uh, if we talk about what is it that transforms us, we're transformed what? By the renewing of our minds. Yeah. So that our minds or how we think can very much drive our, our feelings. It can drive our behavior and it can actually drive criminal behavior yeah. uh, as well. I think that's what you're getting at, Jim. You know, it is. And and the one thing that just fascinates me the most about Minnesota Dalton Dean Challenge is that, and I know this has built up over the years, but an integrated care. Oh, very good. Where, where it not only are you addressing with clinical addiction counselors, mm-hmm. you're working on that. You've got mental health specialists. You have recovery chaplains, which provide... Pro- pastoral counseling so there's a faith-based component to and and that seems relatively unique not that others aren't doing it but tell us about this integrated approach at minnesota adult and teen challenge yeah we're trying to treat the whole person so that's body mind Mm -hmm. and soul 
Mm-hmm. And so the body, mind, and soul, uh, you know, or if you look at it, you know, emotional, physical, and spiritual, we're trying to treat the, the whole person in our approach. And in order to do that, we take the, the research on what works to make people better, to heal them, yeah. and then we apply that in all of those areas, in the spiritual area with our chaplains, but also the spiritual carries over to our other counseling too, because spiritual practices uh, do heal the body and the mind, but also uh, we have addiction counselors at Minnesota Adult Teen Challenge, and then we also have mental health counselors, and they're all working together, and they're working together on one treatment plan, one treatment approach to try to treat that body, mind, and soul. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Prison Transformation Radio on KKMS 980, The Mission. I'm Pastor Dwight Anderson with Prison Mission Association, and our co-host here is Jim Moore. Uh, was the director of the R3 Collaborative, and we're interviewing Tim Walsh with Minnesota uh, Teen Challenge. And um, Tim, can you talk to us a little bit, help us understand when you refer to the tri-occurring disorder and what that means and and how you're uh, explaining that a little bit. Yeah, when we talk about tri-occurring disorder, we're talking about the mental health, addiction, and then also what we're calling criminal thinking and behavior, what Jim, you just labeled, uh, criminogenic Uh, And we're talking about how all three interact and make each other worse. Hmm. And so tri-occurring disorder is that those three disorders, the disorder of thought and behavior that goes along with criminality, the disorder of mental health disorders, and then substance use disorder, those three go together. And so you have to treat all three at once, and you have to do it in an integrated way, meaning uh, all together and and in a way that uh, actually meets all those needs of the client. Mm -hmm. And so uh, a good example of that. Uh, is when you're working with somebody who has a chronic substance use problem. What I asked them, I said, how many of you, how many of you in, in our program, and it's usually hundreds, hundreds of people that we're talking to, uh, how many of you, you saw that through your addiction, it actually changed your character over time? Mm. Every hand in the Every audience hand. goes up. Mm. And then we asked them, uh, not only did it change that, did it actually not just change your character, mm. but did you start, and then we start, and then we describe criminality, did you start to become more and more criminal over time, and do you start to do things that you yeah. would never have imagined you'd ever do? And they say yes. Mm. Yeah. So that's, that's what we're talking about, that kind of interaction. And so what's, yeah, I'm sorry, please go ahead. <laughs> so what's the solution, or how are you addressing that problem? Because that's a... The, the criminality yeah. piece, is that what you're talking about, Jim, yeah. Dwight? Yeah. So with the, with the criminality piece, again, we, we do a cognitive behavioral approach, and that just means changing your mind and then changing your, your patterns of your behavior. But also, we go further, we go deeper. You actually have to change how you think and what you think. Uh, and so uh, let me give you a good example of that. When you are engaged in criminal behavior a long period of time and when you're using drugs and alcohol over a long period of time, over time you start to focus on what you can get out of people. You start to use people yeah. and abuse people. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it becomes essential that you yeah. use and abuse people and you become very manipulative. Become and that's very that antisocial, manipulative. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. You become yeah, sneaky, manipulative. Yeah. You start yeah. manipulating yeah. other that's people. True. And so at the core of that is, is first of all, you know, self-centeredness, that, that the world is about me. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and wow. you are just a tool to ch- to actually get me what I want. Mm-hmm. Well, we have to actually change the content of that thinking, right. where now the person starts, especially through a Christian approach, they start to get the focus off of themselves. They start mm-hmm. seeing that life is about actually Remarkable. giving to other people, loving and serving other people, and that when loving and serving other people, they will start to realize that uh, that's actually a much more rewarding way of living than a self-centered way of living. So that's what I mean by changing the core of their thinking. And you really take some time in Teen Challenge. I, in part of the response to Pastor Dwight's question, I know that there are different levels of programming. For example, yeah. someone could come in and do outpatient treatment That's one right. night a week over a 10 to 15 week period and get some counseling, get mm. some small group work, and that's called outpatient because right. you're not living there. Mm-hmm. And then you can do a residential short-term program, which is a couple of weeks to a couple of months. So it's tailored to the individual. I think Saul mentioned last week in the program that that clinical program can be as Christian as you want it to be. That's right. You know, and that's kind of up to the individual. It's their choice. Yeah. It, it's mm-hmm. their choice at what level. Mm-hmm. But then in terms of this idea of long-term program, there is a one-year Mm-hmm. program, which okay. it seems remarkable. So now you have the treatment phase, you can do some therapeutic work, you can do some rehabilitation um, work, and then you can even go to a ministry school right. after that. It's just, any comments on that? On just well, what a span of options for people. Yeah, it's, it's a long-term continuum of service, and it's based on what the person needs and what's yeah. going to help them turn their lives around. Uh, the group of people that we're talking about, the people that have been in and out of prison, in and out of jail, who've struggled this, with this their, their whole life, they need the whole range of our services. We usually start them, actually, in short-term treatment. They're there yeah. for uh, anywhere from a couple of weeks up to 90 days, yeah. and that helps to stabilize them. They usually get through their withdrawal during that time. They actually start to at the you know, they start to actually get healthier in their their body and their brain, and then then they start to move from there. Uh, many of them, about half, choose to go on to our long term program, which is up to thirteen months. And so there, that's when they can start making some of these changes mm-hmm. to these core issues that are driving their addiction, that are yeah. driving their criminality, and they can also uh, address their mental health issues. Mm. The way I simplify the whole approach is they start to stabilize in their thinking in their behavior, in their emotions, and their relationships. Mm. I mean, that's the way to simplify the whole wow. thing. And they do that over yeah. a long period of time. And as Saul mentioned last week, some people even go on to our supportive housing after yeah. that. We call it our Leadership Institute. So they can be in our system for two years. If you think about folks who have serious mental health issues, serious criminality issues, and serious addiction issues, that takes it take, took them a long time to develop those. Right. And it's going to take them a long time to turn that around and then to, to rebuild their lives and transform their lives. Can I share something? Oh, please, Jim. And, and this is something, Pastor Dwight, I've never shared on the program. I've okay. talked about I've been uh, working with the R3 Collaborative and Teen Challenge for the last 10 years. But what I haven't really talked about is that 10 years ago, I was in the Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge program. I did actually the full year program. Mm. And just I'm kind of reliving my past as you're talking. I had a, a very, and just to give a testimonial example, mm-hmm. yep. I, in the do. 90s, I lost my firstborn son to heroin addiction. Mm-hmm. He didn't pass away, but I lost him. Yeah. And I unraveled, mm-hmm. Pastor Dwight. Yeah, I just right. went into, and I actually had a psychological assessment, chronic, profound depression. Wow. And, and then it just, over the years, it got worse and worse, and I started self-medicating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and that turned into an addiction. And so it wasn't overnight. It, it creeped up on me. 
And I didn't have much of a foundation in faith or anything like that. And after this lost decade of my life, I, my family got me to go into treatment. I did a 30-day treatment, and I was great for another 30 days. And then it all came back again. Mm-hmm. I, I started doing medication, but, but then the drugs got in the way. I stopped doing drugs, but then I wasn't medicating for it. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say, I, I wasn't going to do a year at Teen Challenge, but I said, oh, 60 days. <laughs> That's more than I've done before. But I, am, I guess I'm a product of all of that. I went in. It was actually my family convinced me to take a sabbatical. But mm. it was remarkable, Tim. Yeah. I, I got the medication I needed. I learned about my addiction. I, I created a relationship with Christ. I actually reinvented my career. Mm. And I just, just hardly say to people, whether they're teenagers or, or adults or oldsters like myself, mm-hmm. this program with all of the mm. options is just such a wonderful place to get the, the freedom that you thanks, need to have. Thanks for sharing that yeah. in your heart and uh, that transparency. Because I'm sure there's the listeners out there right oh. now that are struggling and going through exactly what you went through. And there is, and that's why, and we'll talk about it again at the end, but the entrance point for me was 612 Freedom. Mm-hmm. It's a telephone number, 612-F-R-E-E-D-O-M. And just a little bit on that, you call in and you talk to someone who's basically trained to support you over the phone. And then the next step they do is you come in for an hour and, and you meet with someone who helps you sort out the level of your addiction, look at what the training options are, and then they offer that menu, well, outpatient or short-term or the long-term program. So, so that's the entrance point. And I also tell people, they're, it would think they're very gracious about a teen challenge. If it's not the right fit, they'll help direct you to another program. And so can you help us better understand that, Tim? You, you know, process. yeah, Jim. If if you don't mind, I'd like to actually talk about the hope of that oh, we please. offer in our yes. programs, um, and it, without at the risk of this sounding like a sermon, but it's it's right on through a, a faith based uh, program through Christ. Uh, you know, if you've been struggling with criminality, addiction, and mental health your whole life, you know what kind of transformation you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And what happens through our program is a person's whole motivation changes for what what's important mm-hmm. to them, their goals, their vision for their I life starts to change. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then they actually start developing a new sense of their identity mm-hmm. in Christ. So they get a new identity. And then in addition to that identity, they get a new story, a new testimony. Mm-hmm. And they know Amen. that power of their testimony can actually change uh, other people's lives as well. And then they start to see that they have a purpose and they have a meaning and they have a direction in life and they are actually that their whole life can be redeemed. We mm. talk about the economy of God, that God wastes nothing, that he can redeem all things, right? right? The beauty from ashes idea, that's what they start to experience. So we're not just talking about you know therapy and treatment in these clinical terms. When we start doing effective, not just treatment, but also the spiritual part of our program and they work together, we start to transform all three of those issues, Amen. mental health, addiction, and then also this way of thinking and behavior that we're calling criminality. I, I, I wanted to just kind of reset a little bit that you're listening to Prison Transformation Radio, and we're talking to Tim Walsh with Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. And I want to stress, if you just joined us, if you missed any part of this podcast, or if you've heard something that you want someone else to hear, if you go to AM980, the mission dot com you can you can under programs find podcasts and you can 
you can hear Saul's Saul Selby's program from last week, or you can actually share those podcasts with someone else, and they can hear what Tim had to say and kind of get some some insights into Teen Challenge. And so we're going to you know start to tie things up a little bit. Uh, we would like you to close us out in prayer. When when you started talking, I I thought there's a pastor in there, <laughs> a clinician and a pastor. You yeah. are you are an integration, Pastor Dwight. Well, before he closes in prayer, what what are what are some of your needs? Just quickly, could you uh, let's tell our listeners? Well, first of all, needs. prayer. We need prayer okay. support, and of course, we know that uh, prayer affects much according to the Bible. You know, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. And first of all, that, and second, our a lot of our clients uh, are on scholarship. They, you know, it's and, and we actually need to raise about eight million dollars per year mm-hmm. just to scholarship our clients' needs while. They're in the program. Then we need people to become very engaged with our uh, clients, become volunteers. And mentors. Become mentors, absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we, we need that level involvement uh, as well. Right. And mntc.org mm-hmm. is where they can go and have access to all of that information. Mm-hmm. That's right. And we've got to mention the R3 Collaborative meeting January yeah. 18th. And so, so again, R3 Collaborative, that's where all of these ministries come together. And on January 18th, at, at 11 a.m. at the Teen Challenge Leadership Institute, the ministry school. You can actually join us. Uh, Tim will be there. You'll meet other leaders from Teen Challenge, mm-hmm. as well as probably 50 leaders from recovery ministries across the Twin Cities. And you free can, pizza. And free pizza at noon. So yes. and that's where it's the networking time. So if you go to r3collaborative.org, uh, you can have all of the information about that, and we'd really love to have you join us. Mm-hmm. And you can also find links to Teen Challenge, Union Gospel Mission, and all the others. All right. Yeah, and I'm Pastor Dwight Anderson, the Director of Prison Mission Association. And just in closing, I'd like to encourage if anybody's listening that has a loved one or friend in prison, we can provide free Bible correspondence courses that they can earn college credit for in the prison. So you just go to our website, prisonmission.org, and go down and click contact. You can either call me or email me, and we can just need your name, the prison ID number, and the address, and we can mail those lessons out yeah. to them. And we have, I'll just point you towards next week, We've, we talked about at the beginning mm-hmm. that we're having Serenity Village do actually the next two shows. We're doing these series of shows. And Serenity Village, Tim, is, is a great partner with Teen Challenge, right? They are. They are. Because They're at some great. point, you got to go back into the community. Mm-hmm. And Serenity Village is one of these programs that provides transitional housing. Right. And a church, Christian recovery support groups mm-hmm. in a church setting. So in the next couple of weeks, you'll find out about how folks coming out of treatment or coming out of prison can go into one of these three, six, nine-month transitional programs, go to work or go to school during the day, but then come into a structured Christian transitional mm-hmm. environment. So, so stay tuned for us over the next couple of Saturdays. Excellent. All right. Well, Tim, would you like to close us out? Oh, I'd love to. In prayer I'd love then? to. Yeah. Father God, first of all, what's uh, heavy on our hearts right now is all of the people out there that are listening or their loved ones, Lord God, and and they've struggled with addiction. They've struggled with, Lord God, their mental health. They've struggled with the trauma in their life. They've struggled to turn things around. They feel powerless. They feel dependent. They feel like there's nowhere to go, Lord God. We just ask, Lord God, that they receive right now through your Holy Spirit, Lord God, hope. That there's, that there's help for them, that they just need to reach out. They need to make a phone call. They need to reach out and get the help that they need. Yes, Lord. Lord God, that they can break the 
bonds of addiction. They can break the legacy of addiction in their family, Lord God, that they can actually have a life that's transformed through you. And Lord God, we lift them up to you right now. Lord God, we, we know, Lord God, that you, through you, through your power, that they can turn their lives around. So we lift them up to you right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And I would just like to um, add a prayer for those people that are listening. And I'd like just, uh, Lord, for you to reach out to them and, and touch their hearts. Um, have them get in touch with Teen Challenge or any of these ministries. As, as Tim said, there's, there's opportunities to mentor. Mm-hmm. There's opportunities to volunteer and to engage. And that's kind of the heart and soul of Prison Transformation Radio is we want to transform the hearts of the lost, but we want to transform the hearts of the church. Amen. I mean, Amen. who other than the church is equipped to address these kind of societal problems? And so if you're a pastor or if you're a member of a church, talk to your pastor about it. In the months ahead, we'll have um, we'll have pastors from churches that are doing local mm-hmm. missions. Yes. Wyzetta Free Church and, and Eagle Brook and some others that will talk about what they're doing. So, Body of Christ, join us. Yep. Thanks Thank again, you. Tim, for coming in. Thank you for having me. Look forward to seeing you, you guys you too, uh, next yeah. week. <laughs>